0: Welcome to the Dream Mini podcast everyone. This is Georgie. Hello. And Diana, and this is a different kind of episode. Um, in the previous episodes we talked a lot about recommendations about um, concrete fix names and authors and what happens in those um, in, in those uh, fix and why we recommend them and today we're going to have a slightly different approach Georgie, would you like to tell us why we have a different approach and what that? Yes. Approach is?
1: wonderful. Diana, I am so happy to be here with you, sharing the same uh, country <laughs> for a little while. <laughs> this is so exciting. Um so we decided on this approach for a multitude of reasons. Number one, as you all know for for our, um until now, we are both from Romania and uh, one thing we did in Romania while we were going to school is we did uh something we used to call analiza text, which means we would take one <laughs> book And just analyze the living daylights out of it. Like, why were the curtains blue? Was it because he was blue? Was that thing red because it signified the war? Whatever. And we have decided after many, many hours (laughs) wasted. (laughs) Or I should say, maybe not wasted. Learning how to analyze text that way. We should um, bring this approach to Germani FanFix. So what we're going to do today is we are really going to talk more about the moments in germany books that we love whether it be and i'll just mention one or two to make a point whether it will be a like their first touch or first kiss or first time having sex the fix we're gonna talk about we're not gonna name them like we normally have do like we've gotten you guys used to it name author length or whatever because we've honestly mentioned them in the past, and you will find them in the list of uh fix, they're all there. We haven't read anything new. Um, and if we are, we will mention it. So, we're going to talk more about why we love those moments, what they mean to us, what we think they mean to the characters, and honestly, also because um, we're both um, a little bit busy lately, and we looked at our schedules, and if we didn't record an episode now. We weren't going to record one for a yeah. while. So we wanted to give you guys a, a Valentine's Day gift, but a little bit later. But in Romania, we celebrate Dragobete <laughs> in like three days. So Ooh. technically, we are recording this in time for Romanian Valentine's Day, even though I Which don't Which really we can know.
0: all celebrate.
1: Exactly. So, Diana, without further ado.
0: I would like to further ado. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> so these are um,
0: if you wish the milestones in mm-hmm. the Draco and Hermione relationships and I'm sure that if you've read even if you've just read two <laughs> you've all you already could, can recognize some patterns some moments that are that appear several times or in several fixed and have a, a certain significance in mm-hmm. the progress and the evolution of their relationship.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I just thought of another one, Georgie. I'm going to add it to the list. It's very short, cool. I promise. <laughs> she, says,
1: she says it's very short right before we are about to record the longest podcast, even though we say we only have two hours. <laughs> <What did>
0: you- <laughs> yes, of course. Um, and I'm very excited about um, uh, about this. And Georgie, I think we can start. Let's Should- do it. I uh, maybe you should do the first one because this is, uh, I think, closer to your heart than it oh, is to mine. It is. <laughs> the it mind.
1: is. I, I just saw which one is the first one on the yeah. list and I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. If you have read Germani for a little while or for a long while or have read it and left and came back and are dabbling in and out of it, you know, one of the most important things in the relationship is the library. Yes, it is. Oh, the library. Now, Diana knows I love a library. I always joke that (laughs) uh, when I go to a new city, I can smell the libraries around me. I can spot (laughs) them like other people can spot a bar. (laughs)
0: I can spot the coffee shops and the sweet shops.
1: there you go so the library is the big one right because well Hermione is a little bit of a bookworm and she spends a lot of her time there she does her research there and there's many a thick where they uh, exchange looks in the library or they have a first kiss in the library or a first shag in the library <laughs> or <clears throat> yes we are Please, this is a PG podcast everyone there will be no smut talk today no, no
0: what that's imagine? impossible.
1: Why are we even here if not for it?
0: <laughs> Georgie, you must tell everyone how <clears throat> why you weren't able to to prepare right before the podcast.
1: <laughs> oh, because so so I went to visit my sister, and. I was like, well, on the train back. I'll prepare. It's like a five-hour train ride. I'll have plenty of time. So this is another reason why we're not talking specifically with whatever. And of course, on this particular train, right next to me is a field trip of third graders, like 12 of them. And I'm like, I can't open these things on my laptop I mean these children speak English they definitely do they're listening to music in English and chatting in like English and whatever and Romanian I was like could you imagine if they wanted like one of the ones that sits next to me like reads what I am reading so unfortunately guys (laughs) the reason why today's episode is vibes only (laughs) is because of the children who have stopped me from preparing wow you know
0: so. I'm. I would like to add something to the library um, uh, milestone, if you yeah. wish. Um, <clears throat> I think um, uh, it happens a lot of the in all on a lot of fix um, after they grew up. The m- moment when he shows her the Manor Library, which is one of the oldest and the um, mm-hmm. vastest, um, yes. Mm-hmm library in all england probably in the whole magical world i don't know and she's very very impressed and no matter what each other can say um what, what they can say about each other this thing this love for books and knowledge and being good at school and learning this was something that was always com- bet- bet, bet- i don't know it was a connection between between the mm. two of them or, or or a similarity between the two of them even when they were enemies and they could or they mm. couldn't stand each other and i i love that moment and one of the things that really warms my heart is how he enjoys her reaction Yes. to the books and how um in a lot of the fix, he's so excited to show it to her mm-hmm. and can't wait and is very proud of himself that he could or something that was his could generate that type of reaction yeah
1: yeah that's so true and he, it's like it's like he's he lives for her joy in those moments right to see her see it and uh you are right about when he shows her malfoy library i read a fic once where it was actually a nice pick. I don't even remember the name of it, but in the beginning, Draco says something like, I don't read that much. And I was like, whoa, buddy, hold on. What do you mean you don't read that much? <laughs> <laughs> like, do you not? do you not know what we're all here for like hello <laughs> library kink like, so it was a nice it was a one or two chapter it was not long it was very nice it was well written I just remember that part where he's like I don't read that much and I was like I don't know how I feel about this this is something we Diana and I know that we both love so much about yeah. it yes so um, all right yes, so this library. was our
0: first model, the library. the library
1: one of our favorite ones yes
0: we started with a bang, Georgie. Okay. The okay. second one mm-hmm. is the moment where they see each other's scars. Yes, and they analyze them.
1: Oh, so hot.
0: So this is something that happens at various moments in time. Mm-hmm. So if you look at uh, um I don't know there is a different fix when they see it before that, but they realize that this is actually a connection between the two of them, that these are the physical expressions of their mental, emotional um, scars from yeah. the from the war. So he has a yeah. dark mark um, and she has the mud blood sign mm-hmm. from
1: yeah. that wonderful
0: That's
1: lady. I'm sure she's delightful in a different uh, universe where <laughs> she's not batshit crazy.
0: <laughs> oh my god! But the actress is amazing, Bonham Carter. Um, she did a great job. She really um, did. I think she did. She said in an interview that
1: like the children were a little scared of her. I think mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. because she was so in character the whole time, and Daniel Radcliffe was like a little like picked up.
0: <laughs> But I, I I remember uh I reading or you told me some uh, that that um she actually went to to. The actress to, to Hermione of her uh-huh. uh, mom.
1: Yes, uh, Emma Watson.
0: Emma Watson and yeah. asked her, you know, after the, that torture yeah. scene if, if they're still okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I read that somewhere as well. Yeah. My favorite with the scars is when... So I like it when she sees the scars years after, right? And she's like, oh my god, these are like the sective sembra Sempra, scars, whatever. But one of my favorites is when... Uh, she's there when it happens, or she's like she's been in a relationship with him for a while while it happens, like Harry does the scars or whatever, and she loses her mind on Harry. And I love that because that is when in when it happens in those fix, is when you see that she cares for him, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. she's so freaked out about him not living. There was one where um, she tries to get Snape and like their relationship was secret. I don't remember the name, their relationship was secret. And then she freaks out so much that Snape's figure, Snape figures out that they they've been seeing each other for a while mm. because of her reaction. And I just think. And also, mm-hmm. I mean, listen, it's really nice, like the scars on him and the way it's like on his chiseled body, mm-hmm. and yeah, the, all... it's like
0: the Sempra scars and the dark oh. mark, basically. That's that; those are his, and she has the yeah. Madlad one and the one from the Department of Mysteries, right under yes. her. Yes, yeah, most of red. the time, yeah. And usually, he gets to see it. When or after they had sex for the first time, right? So that's yeah. a very intimate one, uh, and also yet. the sex desempra uh, one is also very intimate. Although she sometimes yeah. sees it after he's I don't know out of the shower or whatever, but mm-hmm. um, but uh, when when she sees he sees his dark mark in a lot of things he doesn't want her to see it because yeah, he's ashamed so of it. And he doesn't want to taint her with with that, yeah. Um, and but at the same time, when she accepts that, it's basically him her accepting him with everything, with his past and yeah. present and hopefully future,
1: which is very nice. Which is very nice. One of my favorite moments is I think it's in Wait and Hope, maybe you can correct me, where they do like he does find a. Um, a solution for yeah. it and he gives it to her for her to remove her um, blood, blood scar and then he refuses to take it for himself because he says he doesn't deserve it and then in the last chapter i think when many a years have passed and he goes to be a teacher at hogwarts he says i think you know i think it's time i'm going to be mm-hmm. a teacher now responsible of children and i think like it was almost like he finally forgave himself mm-hmm. Um, for it but I do like it when he's very affected by her mud blood scar mm-hmm. I don't know what that says about me but I do like it when he feels guilty <laughs> no guys not in a kinky way we are victorious serious women here we take things seriously and we do not <laughs> face. she's like oh, I'm not a serious woman what are you talking about <laughs> Uh but no when he I mean when he like looks at it and I think a lot of times his guilt is this abstract thing that happened but then he sees the actual physical evidence Mm -hmm. of it right and he realizes that no matter how long time has passed it's so visible and it's there and it will always be there so that's that's the part that I like about it because I do like my Draco's to feel a little guilty and feel a little remorseful a little longer. Mm -hmm. I generally don't like it when she forgives him too easily or Mm -hmm. he'll go to apologize and she's like, you're already forgiven. I'm like, no, no, you're not already forgiven. Give us a couple of chapters of like groveling and just like begging for forgiveness. Yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I love
0: the moments where also when, um, for example, in uh, Minbreath's Battle Scars, when that's just one example out of Mm -hmm. many pics when he when he he actually he actually kisses every letter of mudblood Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like in a way of you know apologizing for Mm -hmm. the fact that he called her that and oh it's very nice
1: that is very nice yeah
0: and i'll be very honest if i will ever write a reminific which it's not going to happen and i i would actually i will actually keep the scars on them i understand yeah. why it, it's awesome for you know i don't know him to help her remove the scar and him getting rid of the scar um it's like you know making um peace with the past and so on but I I think the war and their past is always going to be part of who they are. Yes. Um and the the scars are some of the physical expressions of that. But either mm-hmm. way, I know that there's a lot very beautiful fix where the authors chose to for, for them to get rid of, of
1: them. Yes. Yeah, I agree. And I love the part you said with kissing, because I think I I can I analyze ourselves for a second? Mm-hmm. I think not to go into too much detail about our personal traumas. We have Draco and Hermione's dramas, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, <want> to <laughs> I, like I think also when uh, you are someone who maybe is not comfortable in their body, more uh, undressed than not this act of a man loving you so much that he would take these moments to kiss these parts of you that you don't love yourself I think this is the part where maybe a lot of us women are that's the part where we're like oh this is why I love that right so when you look at the things you like in fanfic some of them are just things you like and there is really no explanation and in some situations is because that is something maybe where. Um, We feel like we need we feel like we would love to have that in our lives or an approximation of it. So I also love that when he like kisses her scars and like her skin and is very gentle with her. I have to tell you a moment because it talks about this. So I'm with my sister. We have our little sister trip recently And we're walking down the street in this city we were in. And this man at a like a donor kebab, he was just like, you know how like there's the meat on the stick and it's like slowly (laughs) roasting. And he's just like he he's looking at this slab of meat and he's cutting it so gently with so (laughs) much. I don't I don't want to say desire, but just with so much. Um care and so much, whatever. And I looked at my sister and I was like, oh man, I don't know if a man has ever looked at me with that much care and that much patience and that much like I just don't I can't even explain it. And I had to I had to mention it here because she was like wait, what? She's like, what are you talking about? I was like, look at that man cutting that slice of kebab. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He looks at it like he wants to like devour it. I was like, I want a man who looks at me like that man. Look at that kebab. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know that a man has ever looked at me that way. So,
0: but, but it's a good uh, reference point though.
1: It's a good reference point. I will always have that man's desire in his eyes and until I find it, I will not let
0: go (laughs) Uh, there's also a question if we ever looked at a man like that
1: right so
0: i think okay okay never mind never mind let's not go i know
1: no 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 i know i have looked and i know it's another fandom because i haven't found a uh, an actor that i feel like is draco of fanfics there's like different pictures online whatever but for me personally in the in the rilo universe Mm. it's adam driver it was adam drivers before he was in the rilo universe so i have looked at him that way respect to his wife i'm so happy they're happy it just it doesn't even like just but i have looked at him on screen like that like that man looked at that piece of Mm -hmm. (laughs) kebab okay yeah I respect that. I,
0: I I I don't feel it at all for, for No no for no, me. you don't and have to. And...
1: Oh, maybe you feel it for Sebastian Stan, because I know you really, really like him. I, I
0: like Sebastian Stan a lot more. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, Georgie. Yes. Uh, do you want to do the next milestone, number three?
1: Ooh. Oh, my favorite. So our next one is right fights to banter to Indiana. So eloquently put dot, 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 because we know what follows. Yes. So I think that this is one of the fun things about the relationship is how they can banter back and forth, what their relationship is like. It goes from fighting to banter to more, right? And even when they're in a relationship, this banter part, this back and forth never stops because they are, as the authors say, many a Dramini fic, right? They are equals or he is the closest to um, her intellect because she Mm -hmm. always says how like Harry and Ron, their eyes just glaze over when she talks about stuff. But in Draco, in fanfics at least he's always there and he knows things and he can have a conversation with her. So me personally, I, this is one of my favorites. Like, I think that's why I loved uh, Draco Malfoy and the mortifying ordeal of being in love because mm-hmm. it was exactly this type of stepping stone slash whatever you want to call it. And oh, I, I live for it. I honestly, I could read a fic with nothing but just like really good banter. And not much plot line, and I'm very happy with that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I know that we both recently read Isolation again mm-hmm. for the twentieth yes. time, and that banter there—it's actually mm-hmm. the the best. I think uh, that's what makes Isolation so good because they act—they actually follow a lot of these or check a lot of these milestones, mm-hmm. and they start by having really, really nasty fights, so with mm-hmm. insults and very, very close to and very mm-hmm. true to their character especially draco's character which we also mentioned in uh, in the truest character uh draco yeah. episode <clears throat> and then um i i remember in that in that fic how how excited he is for her to come back to the room yeah. so that the, you know to, it just brings life back in To his life, (laughs) Uh, sorry, life back, energy back into to his life and excitement. Mm -hmm. He's he's looking forward to being, you know, fed by that by that energy Mm -hmm. of the banter. This is one of the reasons why I think it's very hard to write a good romantic fic because if the banter is not there, Mm -hmm. it's um, I mean, it it's not that authentic and it's but it's also very hard, at least to my mind, to write a good to write good banter
1: it is very hard and and i remember in isolation because we read it recently that um like even when they got along um they were still like he was still questioning her he was still she was almost like um i don't even know how to say it but almost like a sounding board to him like Mm -hmm. as he's making his discoveries i know we talked about in a different um conversation but uh it's when you first go to therapy And you wanna talk about everything that's happening to you. That's how I feel like the Draco in isolation was. He's making these discoveries about um about pure bloods and muggle borns and his belief system. And he's just he just wants to talk it out with her even if the things he's saying are not right, even if he's questioning things as he's saying them, like he doesn't even believe in them half the time. And I do, I, that's why I think it works so well. And honestly, Chan is a genius because mm-hmm. like she wrote it, like you said, truest to character.
0: Yep, she is. And that... So this is basically the same milestone, I would say, because it's not even mm-hmm. a milestone. It's a it's a progression in a way. You're yes. right. So they start with the fights. They progress to to banter that is satisfying for both of them. There's usually and they're very good at um, keeping each, uh, each other on their toes and to pushing the right buttons. Mm-hmm. So more than anyone, she can push his buttons and he can push her buttons very well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Um, and this banter at some point, and this is kind of the next milestone, are the apologies or asking for forgiveness. That is usually a very emotional moment, a very nice moment in a lot of the figs mm-hmm. when, when he just pours his soul out and says um you know forgive me sometimes um some dracos are not very good at expressing themselves in some of the fics Mm -hmm. and that that can also be kind of true to character and we understand that but we also feel that it is you know from the deepest deepest part of their soul you know that um grief and sadness and regret mostly Mm -hmm. that um he has treated her in that way so that is important
1: i love it when he grovels a little more like to me you either start writing their relationship when they've moved past the the apology like it's happened in the past and you don't describe it or if you're gonna describe it, it needs to be good we were talking recently and i was like if if he says, Granger, I wanted to apologize. And she says, you're already forgiven. Oh, no, please. No. What? You're what? We're here for this. Literally, like.
0: <laughs> this is what uh, besides the
1: want. smart. <clears throat> what? Us? Good girls? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should have put the we should have put good girls on the, you know, on the banner <clears throat> slash milestone. I don't know. We'll see. Um I do I do like it when he apologies and I do like it when it's a sincere apology. And even when he doesn't know how to use his words, you can you can kind of tell when it's a well-written story. Like, he doesn't even, even have to say that many words in order for the apology to stick. There was one fic I read. I don't remember the name, guys. Sorry. Today, I don't remember any names. And it was, well, it was not a happy end. And it was a one shot. <gasps> oh, but, well, it wasn't a happy end in the sense that, um, well, it was an unhappy end either. It was just like, it just ended. But the yeah. fic itself was uh, a one shot about him apologizing. And she did not have it like it was almost like she was hateful about it like they were like he was apologizing and she was like you are not effing forgiven Uh, Mm -hmm. I like the fact that I I bleed myself out but we talk about literally porn on this podcast but the f-word we gotta you know (laughs) censor ourselves and she was like you are not forgiven I hate you I hate you so much of course they have sex while this is happening and Yep, and she was like, you are not allowed to be sorry and you are not allowed to um, almost like, uh, through that, forgive yourself and move on. As far as I'm concerned, you're not forgiven. I was very conflicted because I was like, oh, this is really like, man, she's giving it to him. But also so he's giving it to her, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink. And I was just like <laughs> reading, and I was like, I was like angsty, but at the same time, I was a little turned on. So I was like, I don't know what's happening here, but I think I like it. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> oh my god, what we've discovered about ourselves during Listen. while reading Tremayne.
1: I, I think about this all the time. Like if someone were to look at my AO3 after I become a public figure of some sorts, whew, the things they would see on there. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm not saying I would be ashamed, but I definitely would be like, listen, I was surprised by this discovery as well. <laughs> but yeah, I do love the apologies. I do love when he also does a big a gesture after the apology mm-hmm. i don't want to mention we'll move yes, on no
0: no let yeah. i think i i was looking yeah. at that milestone as well and i think it fits better here so yeah. another milestone that we have on the list is the grand gesture mm-hmm. and i and it fits better here georgie you're right mm-hmm. because um it sometimes is in lieu of whoa france
1: <laughs> Which is also our next one coming up. How you <laughs> are tying it together. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um,
0: how, um, yeah, so sometimes the grand gesture is actually asking mm-hmm. for forgiveness. And that mm-hmm. grand gesture, uh, usually Draco's uh, grand gesture, is either saving Hermione's life mm-hmm. or rescuing her um in any way or giving up his fortune which we know is very important to him yes. or you the know family. removing her scar or mm-hmm. or,
1: or her, the, like removing the, himself from from like the family or giving up the malfoy generations of sometimes mm-hmm. he doesn't give up the wealth but he gives up like being on the tapestry or things yeah. like that and yeah and
0: yeah, and I think there's um others as well. Georgie, I think sometimes he does something for her parents or. Yes. But anyway, her so it's it's a big gesture. Um, mm-hmm. the bigger the sacrifice for him, you know, mm-hmm. the the not the better, but the more the grander the gesture. But it usually um, is a testimony of his, um, you know like asking for forgiveness and also the fact that he loves her very much. Yeah. And he lives for her, for her happiness, for earning her forgiveness, for, you know, it it can mean a lot of things, but usually there is a grand gesture in
1: all of the fanfics. And I do love, I haven't read that many or at all. I can't remember where he in the middle of... While the drawing room scene happens, he in a lot of in most of the Mm -hmm. fix he does nothing about it, right? And that's where the remorse comes and the apologies and asking for forgiveness and everything else. In some fix, he does step in, Mm -hmm. and he does a little something. And if you remember, he does a little something in uh, Brethman's battle scars um which comes out at the trial right that yep. he intervenes somehow so she doesn't feel all the pain um and then like sometimes he like will like operate her out or to his room or something and then the consequences are what the consequences are but i do i do like that as well because i feel like there is like he just he feels so bad about it in the moment that he decides to do something about it impulsively knowing it will hurt him and his family and that is where that sacrifice also comes in. I mm-hmm. also love it. No shame. I love it when he like throws money at her projects. Why not? He has so mm-hmm. much of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it when he helps her parents, like you mentioned. I do love it when he'll do things for her friends, even mm-hmm. though he can't stand them. And to me, that is a really nice sign of how much he cares for her. That's true. Yeah. Because it's like you do things for the person that you love, regardless of whether you get satisfaction from it or not. Mm-hmm. And that in the end is...
0: Or he finds a cure for her, right? Oh, so that, in, yeah. um, in various storms and saints, mm-hmm. um, he's the one who rescues her the same in a panic room, one of uh, a shorter, but oh, a, yeah. a, a favorite one. Um, <clears throat> yeah. He's, so when when the potion and also the um, the one with the knot house. Uh, the
1: um... Oh, 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 oh. Uh ooh, I know which one you're talking about. I don't remember the name, but you really liked it. It was an adventure one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was it was the one where they go to the knot house to decommission it or something and the house is kind of like a labyrinth slash trap and they're stuck inside and um well I don't remember the name of it but I bet you if I look on on your little list we can definitely find it was it in dreams I don't think it was in Mm -hmm. dreams tremble and depart tremble and depart yes yeah yes 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 uh, yes yes uh,
0: beautiful beautiful one as well
1: that is all right um,
0: so the grand gesture yes and Mm -hmm. in uh in in remain nameless there's there's several things in remain nameless i know that he 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 start he goes to mcgonagall to start um putting her idea of that muggle program Mm -hmm. um or muggle born sorry program um, at Hogwarts of, of starting mm-hmm. it and he also saves her life in that magical forest in France yes oh you and, really want to yeah, yeah wait, well wait. go ahead judge. <laughs> <laughs> But I do believe that you should read Landscape with a Blur of Conquerors. The oh my God! One. It's been a guys, year and a half, guys. I cannot... How many
1: How many episodes am I gonna say, Diana? This is this is it. This is when I read it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just, honestly, okay. honestly, I think people are just coming back to listen to us banter and also to find out if I finally read it.
0: <laughs> All right. Um yes. Let us go to the next one. The next one, may I?
1: Of course, please.
0: Yes, this is the one that I just added is the mm-hmm. one where she hears him speak French for the first time. Oh, so in there are some, I, there are actually fairly many fix <laughs> where she she's very very impressed by his flawless French, and she usually. Gets very, let's say, excited about it.
1: (laughs) I did not know that uh, Bradley Cooper spoke French and I watched one video of him. And let me tell you, I was just excited as Hermione was. And Ooh, he wasn't even really? my partner. I know. I watched a video and I was like, he speaks French? Oh, that's very hot. By the way, speaking of French, Diana, uh, in the beginning of our journey. The language Germany, of love. In the language of love. Uh, <laughs> Diana, in the beginning of our journey in Germany, he said something about. And then when he speaks French, well, which makes sense because he is Fre- of French descent. And I was like. It's Malfoy. I was like, what are you talking about? So I was like, huh? And she's like, well, it's Malfoy. It comes from French and whatever. And I was like, What? I never put two and two together. Is that French so awkward? <laughs> <laughs> I never put two and two together. I don't know why. I never put it together, but it yeah. makes sense.
0: But you know what it actually means? Malfoy is, if if I'm not mistaken, guys, write to us if if I get this wrong. But it's Malfoy. I think it it means a the bad kind.
1: Oh, I'm going to look it up right now. So
0: mal is for sure bad. Yeah. And <clears throat> yeah, so the yeah, it's it's a, it's a bad kind of something. <laughs> okay,
1: it, so I think it, I think it does. Uh it it says that it, it means that it was like it was bad. Mhm. Uh like yeah. yeah. Mhm. Very very interesting, which uh, honestly we could do a deep dive into how in the end did he even have a choice as a character with a last mm. name like that
0: my, <gasps> Georgie. Oh,
1: Georgie. Discoveries are being made. my Romanian teacher oh he was you so proud.
0: proud proud I am I am super proud and then when he after he meets Romani, his name becomes bonfo he Bonfoy. Ah! <laughs> <Draco> Bonfoy. <laughs> Well, at least we think it's funny, Georgie.
1: Like that joke with Reese with her spoon and Reese without her spoon. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good joke, Tiana. Excellent. I I imagine a lot of
0: listeners just turning off the (laughs) podcast
1: at this point.
0: (laughs) Okay, this is doing nothing. No added value to my life.
1: Yeah, they were like, oh, these girls really meant just vibes, no preparation. I got it. Yeah, I'm mute. <laughs> yes, it's very hot when he speaks French. And it's very hot when the Draco and Remain Nameless speaks French when he translates La Vian Rose in her ear as they're dancing to La Vian Rose. Has there more of a romantic man been written? Hey, June 19. Hey, girl, what's up? Thanks for that scene. That was amazing. Mm. Oh, that was so sexy.
0: All right. Yes. Georgie, would you like to do the next one?
1: Mm. Yes. Is it uh is it this one?
0: No, it's this one. Mine. The one that is not Uh... bold.
1: The one that is not Bolton, yes. So the next one is visiting the manor slash drawing room. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Most of the, most of the time, the first time after the drawing room incident. So that again is another big moment in Hermione uh, fixed, right? So it's a big moment for Hermione. She's scared a lot of the times. Um, she has like these apprehensive feelings. Uh, about that room uh, part of her wants to go so she doesn't let the fear kind of like take her o- take it over take her over or give strength to bellatrix and what she's done but at the same time she has these like really bad panic attacks um which i guess makes sense right if you are confronted with the place where your biggest mm. trauma in a very traumatic war happened but i do like it when he is a there for her Mm-hmm. To like walk her through it or be my favorite is when she goes and he's like completely demolished it and it doesn't even exist anymore.
0: Mm. Yes, 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 yes. That's that's mm-hmm. true. Uh I actually like the other one, Georgie, because it's like her confronting her
1: Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh, and uh-huh. getting
0: over it with his help makes although sense. Although it was his family who created that trauma for her.
1: Yeah. Um makes more sense. Yeah. I
0: um, I think one of the Best moments described for this is the one in the Might Be Writing's. Um, is it beginning and end?
1: I think it is. It's the second one, but the, the second, first one yeah. chronologically.
0: When she, uh, when when she does the um, all the work that she has to do in the manner, you know, mm-hmm. taking care of all those dark magic objects and whatever, and she finds the drawing room and she goes there to confront her fears and he's very very impressed by the fact that she can actually look the you know mm-hmm. her fears in in the face yeah yeah and mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you know confronting them and overcoming them mm, I love she it. says something like i won or something like that which is which is very empowering i find yes because you're right it shows that we we can all overcome anything that happened to us, you know. If yeah. if if we work on it,
1: yeah. And given the chance, and given the chance, yes. Mm-hmm. Tiana, would you like to move on to the next one?
0: It yeah. will be my pleasure. Oh. Okay. Mm, maybe I will go to the second one here. The first time in each other's home. Mm. because it's connected to the other one right yes it's usually her house mm-hmm. uh, it's a lot smaller it doesn't have cotton or it doesn't have silk sheets <laughs> mm. it um, it's more personable it's cozy has a lot of books usually a lot of uh, objects yeah she always, she, most of the time she also has this armchair or this place where she usually reads. There's yeah. crookshanks in there mm. as well. So her house is usually cozy, welcoming, warm. Yeah. His is big, even even after he moved out of the manor, her his flats are very expensive. Very big, but also you know, just usually tones of white and gray. Yeah, fairly modern. um, Yeah, in all of in so once he moves out of the manor, in most of the fix, he has a very modern home. (laughs) Sometimes he also has Muggle appliances. Yeah, but it's not personable, right? So, and that's that's. In a most way, of the time the mirror of their souls
1: i was gonna say uh, it makes sense why it's modern right because he's trying to break away from tradition and everything that's classical if you will like all the old paintings and the silverware and everything else and he kind of breaks away from that and mm-hmm. it is true as styles go she's definitely someone who loves maximalism and he loves minimalism
0: maximalism, i love
1: it I- I just if it doesn't I, exist I mean I don't exist. know
0: I never heard it about it but I know what you mean Georgie
1: yes but at the same time what I do love also not all the fix but sometimes there will be some fix where she goes to his house and it's this cottage somewhere very far away because he can't be around people and um, it's a little more homely um, not too homely like to me Draco Malfoy will always have like <laughs> seven thousand count Egyptian sheets silk whatever I don't <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm poor so I don't know what the best ones are um but it's like I feel like no matter where he is he will have very good sheets um but I do enjoy it when he has a little bit of an like a smaller house and and what I do like is most of the fix when they do end up moving together they do end up either staying in her home no matter how small it is and Draco complains about it incessantly how small it is and how taken over with her things it is or they move together to a cottage somewhere the two of them
0: yeah or a, or a house the, somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. in the marriage fix though in the forced marriage fix or so marriage the law time, fix. They, they don't they, go to the manor, right? Yeah, they
1: do. They do most of the time. Yes. So see, it matters what kind of story is being written because mm-hmm. I think in the marriage law fix, she has to be taken out of her element, right? So she's being forced to marry him for whatever reason, and she's being forced to go into his environment, mm-hmm. um, which makes sense because then it just forces them kind of together, but um. But I do, I do love, I have to tell you, I love Kirk a story. I know he's not always yes. in the story, but when he is, I just love him so, so, so much. I think he's like such a fun little character.
0: And and he is either, he either loves Draco yep. or doesn't like him at all. But he does have a personality there. So he yes. is like a, a character.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, if you've met your cat, your cat has a personality. Mm-hmm. I feel like... So your cat either likes you or doesn't like you. I feel like maybe <laughs> it's a cat thing.
0: <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I just wanted. Yeah, uh, Georgie. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go I ahead. just wanted to add to the house. Sometimes they meet on a more neutral ground. Mm. Sometimes there there's a lot of fix where they both wanted to escape their yes. world and they're in a secluded place somewhere and they find each other. Um, Ooh, like soft there's... as
1: it began with rubber soft. sole. Remember yes, when they go to that house in Prague because they're oh. going after right, and it's like they
0: yes, but sometimes they each go separately somewhere, or they you know run away from.
1: London mm-hmm.
0: and from the UK where everybody knows them they mm-hmm. run somewhere in a, in a village sometimes oh, close to the water yes. sometimes not and they just find each other in this on this neutral ground where they you know both try to escape their histories and start a new yes. which is very nice as well Oh, there's
1: there's one yeah there's the one where she is at her parents medical practice And he comes in and he has like a bakery or something because he's left Mm -hmm. the magical world and he lives in Edinburgh and like they kind of connect there. And there's another one I remember where she sees him at um, or like, no, he sees her at a market and they realize they live in the same town together. Oh, Mm -hmm. I love that. Oh, I would love to. So if anyone is listening to this and you have any fix that are very similar to this, where they move and they meet by whatever let us know. <laughs>
0: um, And there's sometimes one where he opened a library or a shop or she did and they just oh, come into yeah. each other's uh, store or shop or whatever and they meet mm-hmm. there. And then there is something beautiful in return, one of my mm-hmm. favorites where yes. um, Ron cheats on Hermione and um, Draco lives somewhere on a hill and he has another yeah. little house um, mm-hmm. on further down on the, property, the hill yeah. and, um, and they're, you know, they can see each other, the people leaving. He can see the other house and the person in that house mm-hmm. can see his house too. And, and it's where Hermione, without knowing it belongs to Draco, where she decides to spend two weeks or I don't know, as, as much mm-hmm. as she needs to, to just come to terms with what had happened and how her life was, you know, ruined by the fact that Ron cheated on her. And it's yeah. and yet, yet again, you know, place where they, but but the moment where they go into each other's houses and into each other's yes. spaces, mm-hmm. um, that it is is a milestone in their relationship and in any well any relationship. I mean, let's yes. let's be honest, right? <laughs> Even a friendship, you know, when you have someone coming home at your house, yeah. it's, it's just like another stepping stone in in your relationship. But in their case, you know, given their history and given their very very different backgrounds and. Um you know, yeah <laughs> coming from different worlds yeah. and having different means and yeah, it it's it's important. And it's it, a very it, important
1: you know. moment. Yeah. Do you remember, or if you ever watched this rom-com called Two Weeks Notice with Sandra Bullock and Hugh Grant? Mm-hmm. And it's the one where he's the wealthy yep. boss and she's his secretary. And they do give me Dramaine vibes a little bit, right? Because oh. she's like so smart and capable and puts up with his ways just to get um money for her causes. And there's this scene where... He goes to her house, to the apartment she lives at with her parents. And while she's ordering Chinese food for the first time for two instead of one, because that's a recurring theme. um, And he just walks through the house and he's like, I can walk from one side of your apartment to the other in three steps. Look, one, two, three. And oh, my God, I can touch both sides of your apartment just putting my hands out. Aww. And because he has the British accent, whatever. After starting reading Germione, I'm like, that is how I imagine Draco <laughs> in, little co- in like Hermione's little cottage. Like, Granger, how do you fit anything in here? Your your cottage is like, look, one, two, three steps, I think both steps or whatever. And I'm imagining like Hugh Grant's voice. He has such a cool British accent. And I'm like, so you guys, next time you watch Two Weeks Notice, think Germione and, well, tell me what you think, because I mm-hmm. think that they are it. Mm hmm.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Okay, okay diana let's move on to the next I
0: will, one i will take the next one and then i think we should take the the first one from this part um okay. the first time they're drunk or the first time they're on vacation mm-hmm. and actually what i wanted w- when i added this to the list i think it was me georgie if i correct me if i'm wrong but i think mm-hmm. what i had in mind is the first time they're actually relaxed and at ease yes. in each other's presence it's more like you know when you're, you're drunk you I, I i don't know because i only was drunk once in my
1: life <laughs> wow but i Diana. what
0: what i've seen i know but but the idea is that um you are relaxed you are more like yourself and they have never allowed each other to be you know, they never allowed themselves to be um like very relaxed and themselves in the presence mm-hmm. of the other they would always be very tense um mm-hmm. you know watching more. the other attacking responding yeah. And, and in this case, you know, they're just themselves.
1: And sometimes depending on the type of it we're reading, right? So if it's like, um, if they're in love, but they haven't spoken, or if they think the other's going to reject them, so they don't say anything. Most of the time when they first get drunk, right, is when they're a little bit, they admit their feelings a little bit. And most of the time, I think it happens in Draco's instance. It's like when he gets a little loose, and he's like, "Oh, Granger, you don't know the things I would do to you, whatever." So it's the first time that mm-hmm. he's a little honest with her, and that kind of sets things into into motion.
0: Mm-hmm. I do, I
1: do like it. Do you remember our favorite drunk Draco scene from our favorite Hermione thick Remaining yes.
0: When he gets drunk and
1: buys the flowers till this day, the funniest. (laughs) The funniest. The funniest, but also the sluttiest.
0: Mm, I love it. I love it. I love it.
1: What I'm saying, ladies, is sometimes if your partner comes home drunk, you know, let them have dessert. Are you going to deny them dessert, (laughs) Hermione? Uh? I mean, hope, but but...
0: this is this is almost like an inside joke, but you have to read Remain Nameless to, to know what this is about. But this is one of our favorite moments of Dreamy ever.
1: Also, Diana, <laughs> if after 20 plus episodes and us talking about Remain Nameless every single episode, also on top of the episode we dedicate to it, we haven't convinced people to read Remain Nameless. We have you failed in our mission. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I know, I know. this is your cue to go and read remain nameless if you have not so far
0: <laughs>
1: um next one okay
0: and the first, oh and i i might add here mm-hmm. sometimes they are you know in in forced proximity or mm-hmm. like georgie likes to say in close proximity
1: <laughs> close no i think i said i used to say <laughs> Closed, close first proximity and you're like force proximity is close you dumb dumb <laughs> no proximity is close anyway yeah. anyway it doesn't matter uh, but um,
0: i think here what i i also may, maybe i can add the first time they see each other sleep um, and there's always that idea um. of how serene they are Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. when they sleep and especially him because he usually has you know this this tense facial expression um, Mm -hmm. grimace or whatever and Mm -hmm. when he sleeps he can just you know relax his Mm -hmm. I mean facial muscles which is yeah which is nice
1: it is very nice
0: okay uh the first time in gala robes Um or the first dance or the first party, right? So these are several things. Mm -hmm. Um, but most of the times, some I think Georgie this in most of the fix happens after they've touched, kissed, or things Mm -hmm. like that for the first time. But it is a moment where he sees her Mm -hmm. elegant, you know, Mm -hmm. and very very feminine Mm -hmm. as well. Um, sometimes it's like a marriage fic and she has a marriage law fake and she has to dress up and sometimes she's mm-hmm. helped even by Narcissa or by Pansy yes. or by Jeannie. It doesn't matter. She, usually she does get help to to get dressed in, in a lot of yeah. them because she, um, you know, true to Hermione, uh, maybe in, um, in the books, she she doesn't put that much importance on looks. Sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes she does or sometimes she is, you know, she has grown up and she knows how to take care of her um, curls and um, she she knows how to choose her own dresses. Um, but the idea is that, that there is in most fixed that moment where they're mm-hmm. both very elegant at, mm-hmm. a, at a gala, at an event, a party, a reception, a fundraising yeah. thing, whatever. And they do have interaction at that particular Thing,
1: Yes. And agreed 100% what you said. The first dance, what I love most about it is how she's not a woman who normally gives up control. Mm. And most of the time when they dance, he's a lot more versed in it, which makes sense because of pure blood customs. He'd had to take probably like dancing waltz and whatever since he was younger. And he definitely is better at dancing than her. It just makes sense. I think even in today's society, if you grew up in the royal family, you are better at waltzing and foxtrot than your next person. And I love the, I love the, like I love the moment where she trusts him enough to let him lead, and just follow. Mm-hmm. And it shows what a great team they kind of make together. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I love it. And
1: and I do I do think we love it because she did have that moment in the book's right where she's so pretty at the uh ball and she feels so cute and she feels beautiful for the first time. You know, it's very well known fact that she's not she doesn't consider herself a beauty. Um and she has this moment where she feels like the spotlight is on her and then Ron ruins it. And then she feels like that moment is ruined. And I feel like when we have this moment in the fix, it's almost a reliving of that moment for her to not only feel beautiful, but be appreciated by the man that she wants,
0: mm-hmm. which yeah.
1: is lovely and validating. And
0: and for the woman she is. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, Exactly.
0: And I, I just wanted to add, you know, when you said that he leads and I, I there are some fics where he is not a good dancer. And to me, mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense.
1: Like the same with the one where he said he doesn't read in the first yeah. chapter. I was like, what do you mean? He doesn't dance like
0: yeah, because he, for sure he had dance yeah. lessons because he's a pure blood and of yes. course he can play the piano. Of course he can speak French. These are some things that are specific to Draco. And and if you tell me that he doesn't do it, then I it just separates this mm-hmm. character from what I think Draco should be like. Yes, but um, but again, these are very you know personal yeah. opinions, subjective. Yes, of course. And of course. Maybe you know some some of the readers and our listeners they agree with this they don't see draco dancing and, and that's totally mm-hmm. fine i'm I'm just expressing my yes my opinion. of course okay then another important 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 milestone is last names to first names
1: <laughs> yes we have very strong opinions about this we are very movable strong. on the other ones but this one is very we diana you tell me what you think about this and i will
0: agree you will agree i tell you yeah so they're granger and malfoy It has to start like this. When it
1: starts with Hermione and Draco, I will not read it. I am so sorry. (laughs) You are probably a lovely writer. Your story is probably delightful. I can't.
0: So I think it's it's important, the fact that that, that is how they used to talk to each other and that it Maintains the separation in a way and the distance. Sorry, between them, not the separate the distance between them. And when they start calling each other by their first names, that is a big stepping stone, a big milestone in their relationship because that means Mm -hmm. that they are closer. Yes. Um, There are some fix. I find uh, Georgie. Correct me if I'm wrong. Where she calls him Draco. She calls him. He he calls her Granger. Yes. Uh, for example, in isolation, at some point she starts mm-hmm. calling him Draco, and but he continues to call her Granger. Um, but but still, but still, there is this moment, and mm-hmm. mm, the first time they call each other by their first name, Sometimes, I mean, a lot of the times is connected to the first time they have sex. Yes.
1: Or the first time when they sleep next to each other, and she has a nightmare. Mm. And he calls her Hermione, right? Yeah. Or, or when something happens to her and she starts losing consciousness or whatever. And he's like, Hermione, stay with me. Like, it has to be, it's very specific when he can call her Hermione, everyone. We are very, very particular <laughs> about this. But yeah, most of the time it is when they have intercourse for the first time.
0: Yeah. And in Remain Nameless, she calls him the first time Draco um, yeah. at the op- Oprah. Uh, mm-hmm. when he wants he wants to draw his attention and to mm-hmm. you know avoid a scene conflict, with yeah. a conflict mm-hmm. yeah and a fight mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it is usually a special moment in the fic when and, and and it's like um a lot of the times it's when their emotions overcome them or the the panic it's either a very dangerous situation or it's a very intense situation emotionally Mm -hmm. or romantically where it actually just comes out it's not a thought through thing
1: yes also I'm totally fine with even after they get married he calls her Granger that's fine with me Mm -hmm. I don't have an issue with that like if if he says Hermione too soon it's it's really a problem Like it just, I have to suspend belief so much (laughs) to be able to believe that Mm -hmm. it does have to be an emotionally charged moment or a significant one. And, and, and he can't call her Hermione all the time. Like once he starts calling her Hermione, he can't just call her Hermione constantly. (laughs) Like that's stupid. Like I will not believe that. Like he can call her Hermione when there's the two of them in front of everyone else. He still calls her Granger. I refuse to believe he would call her Hermione in front of Ron and Harry.
0: I just sometimes, though, he does it to annoy them, and that is believable. Well,
1: yes, or if she's hurt and she's in a hospital bed or something, and he's vulnerable, and Harry and or and or Ron happen to be there, but yes, he he yeah. would do it to be to be a little cheeky, minx. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. You do the next one. Okay. Well, listen. Guys, we got to get moving here. Diana has a meeting in less than an hour and we're not moving through these, but the next one's probably going to take us 25 minutes. So, oh, no. <laughs> this one, we kind of put them all together because they are all very, very important. It's the first touch, mm. the first kiss, and the first time they have sex, which are very, very, very important to this mm-hmm. story because they can be, be gentle. <gasps> They can be accidental. Temptative. Oh no. Oh, oh. I was gonna rhyme, but now I lost my spot. Wait. Gentle, accidental, or they can be well, this one doesn't rhyme, but anyway, they can be passionate. Like they've been building up to this moment. Like it's like in a in a song where it's like a crescendo, or sometimes like in that one thing that I read, where it's like full of lust and a little like hatred and a little desperation, and you're just like, What am I reading and why am I into it? <laughs> Yeah, Uh uh-huh, (laughs) uh-huh. I really hope future employers never find this podcast. (laughs) I think they should because I would 100% hire you
0: for anything. So if you can be so open about these things and to describe them so well and be so self-aware and so fun at the same time, I would want you as an employee, miss.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But Diana, you have a very particular relationship with reading until... (laughs) Wow, that started just. No, but you, you, you. Yeah, me. That you have a particular relationship to this to this relationship to Germany until the first time they um have sex. Sex. Yes.
0: Yeah. They consume it. Wow. Um, (laughs) I didn't know the word could be applied for this until I started reading (laughs) Germany. Um. Yes, that is true. So if I read Remain Nameless as a whole, maybe 10 times, Uh I read it up to the 16th chapter 30 times, because that is when they have sex, right? The first time. The same with isolation, the same with um, uh, beginning and end, the same with, um, well, apple pies and other amends, that's towards the end anyway. Anyway, but Um, But to me, the build-up and that Mm -hmm. night, that first night is the most beautiful part. And um, this says a lot about me as well. Um, (laughs) I know that. Um, But uh, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. (laughs) But I'm working on too many things at the same time. Some of these things are not evolving in any way, not progressing. Oh, well. So I will continue doing this until anything
1: changes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking of that. I know you're not on TikTok, but there's this sound and it's like, Emma, no, Emma, 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 no. And it's most of the time used when people... Do something that brings them joy for the 100th time, and I imagine you with this sound going back to remaining the <laughs> same reading it until chapter 16. Diana, no, no, Diana, no, oh Diana. Georgie,
0: like- I have too many voices in my head anyway. I don't need a, a hundred and Another. one first one, yeah,
1: yeah, a hundred and
0: okay. Um, yes. And and it, yeah, and I think of a good fanfic, and the ones that I always like rereading have this build up to up to yeah. this moment, very very nicely um, done. And sadly, not not necessarily sadly, but um, you know after we, we've read, I don't know yeah. Georgie, so hundreds, yeah, mm-hmm. um, and now it's a little bit hard, you know, to yeah to get to that point but i do believe that we still we we can still appreciate um a good yeah. one although and i remember good... you telling me sorry you were you telling me yeah. at some point oh you know i read this fic it's nice if i would have read it earlier oh. i would have mm-hmm. liked it more but now after reading some true masterpieces mm-hmm. like things we say mm-hmm. in the dark for example right so we liked the things we said and we say in the dark after reading all the other masterpieces that we've mm-hmm. mentioned many, many times in this podcast. Yeah. But still, it was so, so beautiful, so well written, so well that the buildup was so nice that it was still very, very enjoyable.
1: Yeah. And I was yeah. going to say, um, I think we can get behind any of these scenarios for all of them, touch, kissed, sex, whether it's out of anger, out of love, after a long time, as long as it's well written.
0: Mm-hmm. So if it's well written,
1: I will believe that the first time that they did it the first time because they were mad at each other. I will also believe it that they waited 10 years. I will also believe that one of them pined after the other one. As long mm-hmm. as it's it makes sense in the context of the fic, we enjoy it, which I think that's, you know, yeah. that's really nice as well because... Um, If you would kind of just like them after I don't know a certain type of scenario it can become a little bit you narrow the kind of fix that you enjoy. I do have a question though speaking of um, pining after another and like slow burn. How slow burn do you like the slow burn because if it consumes medium. (laughs) <laughs> there you go because I will tell you this I like it I like it when um they even when they get together like from the beginning for whatever reason and then they work on their relationship but when, when it's tagged as slow burn and then they get together in like chapter 4 mm. I'm like well that's not slow burn mm-hmm. yeah. but then if I'm like 250,000 words in and they haven't even touched I'm like okay well this is too slow <laughs> so like I like slow burn but maybe medium burn.
0: <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I agree.
1: Um
0: and I just wanted to add here um I I do find it very believable that he is a sex god
1: and also that he is a virgin
0: at the same and, time, right? Actually, well, I I can see it but I at the same time I think that the other one is more plausible Mm -hmm. um and i don't like it either when she is completely inexperienced Mm -hmm. so i i personally like it when both have had so i that when he is really you know very very good at this um and she has also you know had sex several times she has been in i don't know in a relationship with ron and whatever um yeah i don't i yeah that 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 is my preference. Of course, I like others where things are not like this, mm-hmm. you know, but um, but from a preference perspective that that is you my
1: like... yeah, that is your preference. I enjoy all as long as it's well written and it makes sense. I kind yeah. of do believe that he's a little bit of a prude, and I'll tell you why because if he grew up in a uh, pure blood society where they um, what do you call it where they put such a focus on uh legacy and everything else right um then it just makes sense in the story time like i can't believe that he is a virgin who's like never touched anyone maybe he touched pansy and they like fondled a little bit but not really because also she's a pure blood and she you know needs to the way i see them is kind of like the way modern royalty if you will right like they have to be a certain kind of a person um but I do enjoy it when he's a sex god as well um I do enjoy it when they've only also each had one partner like that's believable to me as well um I do enjoy it like I honestly I don't I don't discriminate <laughs> against the levels of um experience um, but I, but they are more fun when he is a little more experienced, just because of because he knows how to take care of her. And in the end, that's kind of what we maybe all want in a partner, right? In um, in a in a sexual partner, if you will, someone to guide us to teach us, especially if we have no experience themselves. Well, we have no experience ourselves, so I think maybe that's why we. Personally, um, prefer it when Draco is a sex god. We prefer it because, well, we also learn things from him. So I think maybe that's why it's like our favorite all of all them, but I don't discriminate against all of them. Diana, we've spoken I, about yes. this, yeah, only 15 just minutes, say,
0: <laughs> but it's, it's important, it it's probably the most, one of the most, the most. most but I, I, just, uh, one more thing, and we'll go to the next mm-hmm. one, but I think I see this also as. Draco does have to offer something. <laughs> I mean, she needs to forgive him. She is smart and this and this and this and this. He's done a lot of wrong things. And sometimes he also needs to to work on himself still. And she needs to have patience and she needs to sometimes, you know, rescue him and whatever. Right. So I find that this is something that he brings into the relationship and that something mm-hmm. that she deserves after everything and with mm-hmm. everything in a way so i'm I'm like if if we take this from him
1: too <laughs> what is there left just well, a mo- just a, just the a oodles and oodles of money diana oh, yeah well <laughs> no but i understand what you mean though plus it's really hot to be with a guy who knows what they're doing and to also maybe not teach you but um discover with you the things you enjoy right mm-hmm. like that's also very hot so yeah yeah okay ah, oh, that was an excellent excellent one <laughs> so the next one is um it's funny i think it's funny uh it's the desperation of being in love uh most of the time it's from draco's perspective he's the one who's more desperate when he finally realizes how he feels about her hermione is more of a uh like a you know logical person she'll analyze things whatever but he all of a sudden gets hit with this thing like oh my god do i love her and most of the time he goes to theo and he's like hey did you know i'm in love with granger and he's like yeah you moron for like the last i don't know how many years <laughs> didn't you know and he's like no i didn't know why didn't you tell me <laughs> And I just think, I just think it's like so, so nice. My favorite, Diana's least favorite, Divination for Skeptics. Uh,
0: I was, yeah.
1: Right? Where he's just like walking through it and he's trying to make a sense of what's happening. And he's doing with Theo along the way. And he's just like, Theo's no help whatsoever. Um, But he, like he comes to the realization slowly but surely. But in the beginning, I do like the panic inducing you know, what will I do? What will happen kind of a thing? Mm-hmm. I agree. hmm I agree. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he's very you, dramatic.
0: And oh, I, both well, he's a,
1: well, as a Gemini, speaking for another Gemini, <laughs> he is a Gemini. He's a dramatic man. hmm And I do love that about him, by the way. I do love him when in the fix, that he's a little bit dramatic, like about the fact that he has to... I don't know, go to the Weasleys or like has to stay in the sun because he burns easily or does he really have to cook things or do things the mug away? even though I do enjoy when he does do them as well and enjoys them. I do like when he's a little bit dramatic because I do think that it is definitely a personality trait of his.
0: Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. when Mercury is in retrograde, right?
1: Georgie? Oh my God, guys, he- <laughs> Write to us if you are a Gemini and Mercury retrograde has screwed up your life because I tell Diana all the time. She came to visit me once in my parents' house and I sort of wrote to her before and I was like, Diana, just see so you understand. She's like, what is it? Doing? Am I allowed to come? And I'm like, you can come, but I'll probably be annoyed. I didn't disappoint her. I did say dumb things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's good that you told me that it's not about me. <laughs>
1: yeah just about something else uncontrollable yes so we love a dramatic draco yes Yes. moving on we do
0: the second one the next one is when they realize they can't sleep without one without the other one or when they realize that they sleep a lot better when they sleep together Mm -hmm. Oh mm-hmm. and I think this is also connected with nightmares a lot of the mm-hmm. times. Um mm-hmm. nightmares is uh, the mile, the nightmare milestone is tied into this one, you know, the moment mm-hmm. where they realize that they both have nightmares and usually it's about the same thing. Mm-hmm. Or most of them are about the same thing and that's that night at the manor when she was tortured and he did nothing. Um so they you know they, they're actually very very connected through that moment in time. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I think, I think that's, it's a nice moment when, when they realize that they can help each other out and they do depend on each other to some degree to have, you know, the peace and that he needs her forgiveness and her in his life in order to be able to move on. And that surprisingly to Hermione and maybe to Draco as well, that he has things to offer to her so that she can be happy too.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's one of my favorites. I love I love 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 when they can't sleep without the other one. Mm-hmm. There's this one there's this one fic that I can't remember the full title of, so I'm so sorry, but it's called something damn your face, damn your life mm-hmm. So um, have to sleep touching because of their bond. I think he's a Vila, if I'm not mistaken, but he rejected against to love. touch hands or be in proximity for a certain number of days because they suffer without each other and he's very again just like at one point she's like I'm not coming anymore and they suffer so much and they do decide that they can sleep better together I love honestly like just so 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 good so good
0: yeah my uh, my therapist says that this is very important for for couples, you know to mm-hmm. is there some some internal body regulation that happens when people sleep together and not to talk about the hormones the um, the oxytocin and all mm-hmm. the other happiness hormones that are released when when you touch each other and also when you sleep next to the other person? Yes nice. okay, yes um you know what Georgie I'm gonna go I'm gonna jump over this next the the next section and go to the other one because I think it's a better fit here
1: I think we can mention I I think we could mention the one above all of them together honestly okay go ahead yeah so this one there's three categories but they all kind of work together so we're just gonna talk about them all together so it would be sharing about parents right so Draco finding out that Hermione had to send her parents to Australia. In most fics, um, they never could recover their memories. Um, in some fix, he helps her uh, recover them. Um, meeting, you know, him sharing about his parents. And in most cases, Lucius was abusive. Or he felt like he needed to be just like his father. Or in some cases, he was abusive to... Narcissa Mm -hmm. and that also like he did everything he could to protect his mother. And um, another one is meeting the parents. That's always also very, very fun whether it's Draco meeting her parents or Hermione meeting uh, Lucius and Narcissa. And and listen, in the real world, not that it exists because this is fan fiction based off of a fictional book. So Mm -hmm. let's suspend belief here. I don't, even though we have read some fics where Lucius and Narcissa are uh, very supportive I don't think in the real world they would be mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they would be more similar to the Narcissa of Remain Nameless where she would be resistant and then she would try because she saw she made a mistake but it would be a very 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 slow process Um, I think the same if not worse for Lucius I think Hermione's parents because they trust her opinion so much right and they're used to um, validating her feelings. I think they trust her intuition when she brings him around, even though she used to talk about him um, like uh, as a bully, which he was, whereas with Draco's parents, most of the time they just told them what to do and nothing that he said mattered. So I just don't think they defer to when he says that's why in a lot of fix they have such a hard time when he tells them Granger I'm with Granger now. And they just don't because they're not used to listening to him and caring about his mm. feelings even though they do try. um. So I don't know if you want to add anything to parents and then I'll move on to that. I,
0: I would love to actually. Yeah. Um, so I think, first of all, I think it's, to me, the most um, plausible is when Lucius is either dead or in mm-hmm. prison Yeah. and narcissized by herself and yeah. at some point meets um, Andromeda and, you know, mm-hmm. starts the, you know, but... Starts the relationship with her yeah. again. um I just wanted to say that by sharing things about their parents, they get to know and understand each other a little bit mm-hmm. better. So the the characters are humanized in a way, and Draco more more so because you realize that everything that he's done, he's done for you know his parents. Everything that he, he or the way that he used to be is because that's how he grew up. And when he started to think for himself, he realized that he doesn't want to be like that. So I think, you know, uh, having the understanding, the dynamics of each family and especially Draco's Mm -hmm. is very important. Now, what I do want to say that something that brings them together in this, with respect to this is that they both do, you know, life and death Things in order Mm -hmm. to save their parents, to save their families. Yes, and I think this is this is something that usually when they when they realize that um, or when this is brought into you know brought up to the surface in the fanfics that's that's usually something that strengthens their connection Mm -hmm. and their bond.
1: And and remember, we talked I think in an episode in the past also that's one of the things that makes them parallel. Char- right? characters mm. of each other they're, how much they care for their families and how much they would do for their parents and it, it might be because they're only children it might mm. be because they have a very different relationship each of them with their parents but they would they both sacrifice things for their parents whatever that sacrifice was whether Hermione sacrificed her parents even knowing who she is to Draco sacrificing a- anything that he could have um, ever had a possibility of being Mm-hmm. so they both understand this and it is what brings them closer to together mm-hmm. and then an exception that is also meeting um their friends uh, but maybe meeting their friends as a couple or meeting their friends as they're getting to know each other or reconnecting with their friends and I honestly I, I will read it But the day that Draco Malfoy is willing friends with Ronald Weasley, it is not something I believe.
0: Mm. Interesting.
1: I really don't. I think that they could be acquaintances. I think that they can acknowledge each other and just be like um, throwing like lighthearted jabs at each other. But I just don't. And I don't think it's just Draco's thing. I think the animosity between the families is so ongoing that I just don't. I don't vibe with of a fit Where they're like friends. Mm-hmm. It just makes no sense. With Harry. I think there's, um, there's a respect thing. Sometimes. There's a reticent friendship. Sometimes they're partners. And they realize. They're very good partners. Or he's a decent guy. Or whatever. I always love the relationship. That Draco has with Ginny. It's always mm-hmm. very fun. And on the other side. Because Theo is such a blank character, I do love, you know, when when her my name is Theo. Most of the time, he's just insane, and it is always fun. Pansy's a little harder to a harder uh, nut to crack, but she's also just I enjoy her tremendously as a character. Blaze the same. This there is the, these are normally the three that we get to kind of know. Um, but I think because the, the Slytherins are not so well written in the books, it gives us more room for them to be written in a more fun way. Mm-hmm. Whereas kind of Harry and Ron get pigeonholed into this, like their first instinct is literally to be against it a thousand percent.
0: Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Um yeah, so so you we talked about the parents and meeting the parents, discussing about the parents as mm-hmm. a, as one milestone, and then the next one in the same category is meeting each other's friends. Yes, um, which you know the author, especially for the Slytherins, has a lot more leeway to to describe yeah. them uh, the way that they they want but that is usually an important moment yes because it gives even more insight especially into draco's universe into draco's history friendship relationships and these characters are either supportive and aids or in, in the relationship mm-hmm. or they are against it so they do yeah. things too and usually some, i think pansy is the the one that sometimes you know is, is against and does mean things but yeah. actually most of the times i would say georgie i don't know if you agree but mm-hmm. most of the times they are actually supportive of the mm-hmm. they 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 help in the relationship uh, sometimes they see things more cre- clearly than dramatic dramatic draco
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> and he needs draco. some help yeah he needs, he some needs help. help sometimes
0: and in a lot of fix something that i really like um, is the mm-hmm. fact that theo and harry end up together
1: yeah yeah, they do they're very uh popular side pairing mm-hmm. uh so are uh what Pansy and Neville and different variations <laughs> What I do like you know Panville for like, and and uh, I...
0: Ginny and Blaze also yes
1: yes. so that's another popular one sometimes Luna's thrown in there but what <laughs> I do what I do like I will tell you though I just said that I don't think they're friends. I do like in the fix where they have been in each other's lives for a long time um that they exist together like they don't have to like each other but they support each other so what I mean by that is like for example the wait and hope universe in which you know Hermione loses her memory and she doesn't know and she has all these people around her who she expects them to tell her well like he's Malfoy's not your husband and he's terrible and we don't know why you married him and everyone's like you know what Hermione he's actually not that bad he's actually an okay dude um and they're like no he does nice things for you and he's there for you and and i do enjoy that like it's it is believable to me if they've been together for a long time and i do believe that hermione is someone who would make draco go to the weasleys and make him be part of of that extended family whereas with the slytherins i think um they would be friends but it's a different kind of friendship mm-hmm. because it's just the way that they are
0: yeah yeah Okay, mm-hmm. I added a little one here, mm-hmm. and it has to do with the green apples, mm-hmm. so we know from the another the milestone, right, so we're we're now yes. to the next milestone, the green apples, the fact that Draco likes green apples, and we know mm-hmm. that from the, the Harry Potter series, um, and somehow she knows that. Yes, and it's may- maybe because she paid attention to him.
1: Yeah. For, for
0: whichever reason. So there are things that bring that into it. Either she, whenever she has to, I don't know, bring him food to because I don't know he's hungry or whatever. She chooses something when green apples, and he's um, he's surprised knowing that. I mean mm-hmm. that that she knows that that's what he likes, and also. We know that he has a sweet tooth, so that's mm-hmm. something another you know a reoccurring theme. Yeah, um, that at some point in the fanfic they they eat sweets or they share sweets or mm-hmm. they steal sweet sweets from each other, and that is something mm-hmm. you know very playful. So these two aspects are are things that are brought in to to make their relationship fun and playful and very human too. Yeah, because she... honestly, who doesn't like sugar?
1: And car- okay, well, exactly exactly and when she when she eats the sugar quills is always like very hot for Draco the way he like the way she eats on it when she's studying mindlessly and it's like like that is basically when I feel like he starts getting desperate a little bit he's like wait do I find this attractive <laughs> <laughs> yes I love the yes. next one go ahead Georgie uh, I love it yeah so much. oh the next one is so fun yes the first flight on the broom for Hermione and most of the time is Because Draco has asked her, Draco has insisted or whatever. It's just another moment of her trusting him, right? So Hermione is not someone who's not good at things. And we can probably say that she's not good at two things in her life. One is divination because she doesn't believe in that hogwash. And the other one is flying. And um, I believe like even with divination, maybe she would just try to be like okay well i don't believe it but there are things to prove it with flying she's a hundred percent against it like does not understand why it's necessary will avoid it at all costs and the fact she trusts him enough the fact that she puts her her um herself out there um to go on a broom with him oh very very hard i read one once can't remember the name where they had sex in the air (gasps) on the broom i don't even know how that's possible but it was provided flying brooms is possible yes that's what you mean obvious well listen that's not the part that i don't believe that could happen but (laughs) like but we believe in magic but it is i it's it is it is and it's a very important milestone in their relationship so another thing that defines them as a couple Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. nice, and
0: nobody—not um, even Ron and Harry—were able yeah. to convince her to do that. And interestingly yeah. enough, it was um, it was Draco, who is a yes. more than decent flyer, right? So, in a, I think most of the fanfics just say that he he was not treated fairly um, mm-hmm. during the Quidditch uh, games, mm-hmm. um, and that he's a very, very good flyer as well. But sadly, he was second to. Harry well,
1: yeah in a lot of them they also insinuate that he played the um, position he did because his father wanted him to be in direct competition with Harry but he would be better at another position
0: mhm exactly mm-hmm. yeah which is fair yeah and i think I, I do think that draco has actually bad luck i think yeah. this is some so bad luck, but but in general i think he is portrayed as a character who is not lucky mhm you know things don't turn out don't turn out well for him. So if there are odds for things to go bad, they will go bad in his case, <laughs> and probably yeah. that's why he's also very dramatic. But I think it's possible, Whereas Harry is very lucky always. He is. I mean,
1: really, realistically, He does not double- deserve it. Yes. Yes. Um. Maybe because I read it recently, but there's this one scene in isolation, right? Because we know Theo's character in isolation um does not have a happy ending. I do not want to talk about it. Um, I am on a streak of not crying on podcast episodes and I want to continue that streak. But um, in in isolation, Theo has a very sad ending. And then in the future, it talks about how Hermione and Draco had a boy and they named him Theo. And he had some, some health issues. And he says, maybe this Theo, just like that Theo, which is his namesake, are someone who is just a little unlucky in life who always gets the shorter end of the stick and what you just said reminded me of that because he is he is someone who is somewhat unlucky in life and Mm -hmm. and I like to believe that in the real world he exists out there with Hermione the luckiest thing that has ever happened to him
0: yeah -hmm. yeah Yeah. Um, Georgie we need to um, to give the spoiler alert for for what you said about Theo Theo in isolation
1: Do you think people have not read isolation until now? I don't know.
0: I don't know. I think oh, all our listeners yeah. have, but 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 we can just you know see which minute it yes. is, and then we can add. Yeah,
1: it. make sure we yeah we put it for like before flight on broom. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yes, very good so, idea. Yeah, so mm-hmm.
0: flight on broom mm-hmm, would be. Um, him introducing her to something new and then mm-hmm. we have Draco in the muggle world which is another yes. milestone when <sighs> she introduces him in the muggle world and he trusts her enough or she's curious enough that he actually accepts to do that so whether it is reading muggle books going to muggle shows uh, visiting muggle museums like in mm-hmm. From Wheelchair with Love yes um <clears throat> or going to the movies uh, eating uh, muggle stuff um, mm-hmm. you know trying out appliances starting to cook without magic and anything um i think that is also a very 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 important milestone in their relationship it's it's like him him <laughs> her opening a completely new world to him yeah. and him accepting and understanding that Muggles are also human beings, that they have managed to do amazing things. They've managed to go yeah. to the moon and they have electricity and they, you know, there there's a lot that the Muggle world has to offer. And it's um it it through this he gets to know her better. Yes. Um he shows that he's open to to these things or he opens up more and more and he gets rid of all those prejudice that Mm -hmm. led to a whole war and to many deaths and to many tragedies and through him I think and of course through their relationship as we talked several times it you know it's testimony that the two worlds can coexist and that also pure bloods and muggle-borns they can coexist and that love conquers all it does
1: I also love it when he embraces them and he's good at them or decides on his own to do them so when he does them because Hermione has introduced them and she prefers to do things the muggle way I love that as well but when he takes up to like for example cooking and he's very good at cooking and he says, well it's just like potions you just follow the directions and whatever Um, I also love when not that many that I've read but a couple of fix where he's made to live in the muggle world as a muggle or he makes that choice and he chooses to live a hundred percent as a mugger, or like I said, it's made to. And he just decides that you know what, it's really not that bad. It actually, he enjoys it. He enjoys making his tea the mug away. He enjoys cooking a meal for himself and and basically seeing and the cars. value. Yes, in cars and everything. Like he he does see of. Um, I think he f- discovers pleasure in the things that he took for granted before because they were given to him and now he has to work for them. Mm-hmm. So in this like new world, redeem world, this is what, um, this is how he appreciates stuff by having to work for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mm-hmm. love it. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All
0: right. Should we go to the next one? Yeah. The next one is a short and sweet one. Yes. The moment where he gets a Weasley sweater.
1: Oh, the worst moment of Draco Malfoy's life.
0: <laughs> yes, because it's not fancy at all. It's nope. not, uh, I don't know, tailor cut or whatever. It's not silk at all. Um, it's but unflattering, but it's a it, fun moment. Yeah, yeah. And it's also a very, very symbolic, right? That he, yes. when he gets it, it means that he receives the the Weasley sweater, that he is part of the, um, the wider yeah. family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even if he... Maybe does not show it. I we, you know, it's yeah. clear that deep down this is something mm-hmm. that he actually appreciates
1: and is happy yes. about. A hundred percent, I agree. Yes, short and sweet. Mm-hmm. And then
0: we have the last category, yeah. the happily ever after category, <laughs> where of course they have a wedding, which is of an important uh, milestone. The wedding is. Well, like in the fairy tales, sometimes the last chapter, the last thing. Uh-huh. I mean, sometimes they, they say vows, sometimes they get soul bound ba- bound bound. Soul bound, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um the, you know, and everyone is there. Um, mm-hmm. like the whole magical world because they're very popular and royalty, just yeah. By the fact that um that they're there, it's it's symbolic for peace. Yes. And the 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 true end of the war and the beginning of a new era. Oh yes. my goodness! Maybe that was I too do. much, but yeah. But no,
1: you know, I understand right? what you mean. I, I, we might differ on this, but I do enjoy when she keeps her names as well. Mm-hmm. She keeps her name as well. Mm-hmm. I think that Hermione Granger would not be Hermione Malfoy, and that's it. I think she would be Hermione Granger Malfoy. I don't mm-hmm. think there's a universe in which you'd be like. I refuse to, because she's just that kind of a character, and I agree with that. But I do, I do like it um, when he has a little bit of an. Is she with it, but then he's like, No, wait a second. That's not even that important. She's not rejecting my name. Um, she still will will still be a family together, but also she's still acknowledging who she is and who she's always been. I remember when we were reading Remain Nameless. <laughs> and then you were you got to that part and she was like i won't take your name and then of course there's a conversation and they combine and whatever and you were like i don't like that no like, no continue it's really nice and then we got to the part with spoiler alert no. uh, they, they well because it's it's a, diana diana if the people have not read remain nameless we have failed in our mission we said it once i think it'll be okay no but she they do something at the end where I'm not even going to say it because Diana's closing her eyes.
0: No, and no, she's no. no, 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 that's not what I, why I close my eyes. I'm uh, sorry. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> I was like, okay, Diana, I won't spoil it. Anyway, she does something that is so past just becoming Hermione Malfoy. It's so much more mm-hmm. than, right? So I would, I spoiled, I spoiled alert for nothing. I was able to do it without, um, but I do, I do enjoy the wedding. I do enjoy them when they're big. I do enjoy them when it's just the two of them. Mm-hmm. I enjoy them when they're soul bound. I enjoy them when it's forced marriage and then at the wedding, they have to kiss or something and they're like, what is this? I love all of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Next. Yes. <laughs> Um, kids, yes, um, why I put in it, well, it's pretty obvious, right? Kids in relationships they are mm-hmm. a, a milestone for for couples who decide to to have them, yeah, uh, whether you know their own or adopted or whatever, but uh, I think in this case it's um, it's what the kid represents mm-hmm. you know, it's the first. I don't know. They're, they're the first kids in the Malfoy family. They're not purebloods. Yeah. Um. So that that is also important and and symbolic. Um. And the fact that from what we know, I it's either from from the original books. I but I think it is from the original books that Malfoys only have one heir, mm-hmm. and only Probably male a boy. Yeah, a boy. And some and they always have so everyone in the family has um, constellation names
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I right? do love it when they keep the tradition yeah and when she keeps it, yeah
0: yes, yes I, I believe it's a beautiful tradition as well um, in in a lot of the books I would say whenever there's kids involved um it's either his or theirs. It's mm-hmm. Scorpius mm-hmm. Uh, just like in the um, in the books, yeah the books. Um, but sometimes it's a girl or there's twin girls sometimes. Yeah. and they do have um, names of um, stars, right constellations., yeah. uh, but it's also beautiful when they when the whole tradition is actually put upside down uh, through a muggle born being introduced in the family
1: yeah did we read one recently it was a very short one where they get together and um oh you know what I'm gonna mention the next one I can't remember the name now I sent it to you and they get together and they do give a birth to a girl and she happens is it the last one that you sent me no no I sent it to you I think around the last episode we registered but it's the one where they have a child together and it's a girl and she ends up not having magic and then they're okay <gasps> yes. with that. I, I'm so mad. I don't remember the name now, but they're okay with that. And then I'm generate. And then like, he learns that he, he loves this kid so much. Nothing else matters. Like you mm-hmm. would think that it would still matter to him. And he's like, nothing else matters. She is my child. I will love her until the day I die. I would do anything for her. So they dive into the muggle world even deeper. So she feels not out of place. And then the next generation, um, another girl is born and and then she has magic. And I just, this reminded me of that because I thought it was such a beautiful story. I'm so sorry. I don't remember the name. We'll try to. um, to, Add it to the master list. Yeah. To add it to the master list next time I will look for it. And um, I do have to say in this part with the kids, I do also enjoy um, when Hermione and Draco get together after Astoria has passed away. I don't enjoy that she passed away, but after she passes away, I feel like he's such he's much more of a compassionate man, and much more calm and much more wise. Um, and he is the father that he's in canon, and he's the father that we you know we want him slash know him to be. And I do enjoy that. I also think their relationship is fun. And I've and I like the fact that when even when Scorpius is not her son and it's Astoria's son, they have a beautiful relationship every single time. And and she loves him as her own and they have their own thing. And but I will tell you, as me and Diana have said before, we do not read a lot of kids' fix. Like I'm okay with some kid fix, I'm okay with if they're at the end. I don't tend to lead a read a lot of them with the, like where it's a revolved around the kids. It's not a preference. I know some people like them. Um, I do every once in a while, occasionally will enjoy an unplanned slash accidental pregnancy, but I have to be in the mood and it mm-hmm. has to be written very well mm-hmm. to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Now so. and then yeah. uh, like happily ever after, is the next milestone which is what we read. Uh I went through a period where I every once in a while read non happy endings oh. and I would George cry and doing this there's still there's yourself. still a voice note out there in the metaverse if you will where I called Diana cuz I read one that was so sad and I started crying and she was at a dinner and she's like I don't have any battery and I'm here with my friend you need to step out and I was like no, it's fine. My <laughs> life is just ruined. And she's like, why are you doing this? And I just don't know yourself. why. But yeah, yeah, we are we are very big fans of Happily Ever After because you know what? The world around this is hard enough. Mm-hmm. And there's sadness and heartbreak every day. And we we to re- escape, okay? Yeah, so, and that is totally fine. And that is totally fine. Yeah. <gasps> Georgie. Diana! We finished on time! We did, and I, I, I love this episode so much because I love the fact that I feel like in a way Um, we kind of just had a conversation and in a way reminded us why we loved Romani so much. Not that we haven't loved it lately, but since we haven't read new things, we were like, well, what are we going to talk about? We have no new stuff. Um, We didn't feel like we had enough time to prepare about other things. I know you guys have recommended some things, but this episode I feel like just talking about the milestones and the moments that are important. I kind of just got this like, little excitement back to like read and discover fakes and um and continue to exist in a Germain-y, uh world
0: mm. i love it georgie Hmm. well good job georgie good job good
1: job diana good mm-hmm. good for all of you out there who lead to read fan fiction good girl good girl Ooh. yeah yeah exactly you know if you know you know and if you know you know
0: Sometimes I don't know if um, if if we ever mentioned this, but um, sometimes I call Georgie G cube mm-hmm. or G to the power of three mm-hmm. <laughs> which stands for good girl Georgie. yes
1: <laughs> listen listen. We have all discovered some things about ourselves on this journey.
0: Yes we have, which is okay. Uh, we- know thyself is one of the biggest gifts you can give yourself in this life. Know thyself,
1: love thyself, all of it. So what I wanted to mention was, um, if it's okay with you, I think what we'll try to do, but we make no promises, is um, so in May, I believe it's going to be the two-year anniversary since we started recording the podcast. Mm-hmm. So we're going to try very, very hard on the two-year anniversary to record another episode um, for you guys. I don't know if we can do before because I'm gone for a month and we have things happening in our lives. But we will try our hardest to come back on the two-year anniversary. We don't know what the subject is yet. Um, but We, we, we have um, an idea. We have we, an idea, we, yes. You know why we love
0: Dream Mining or why it's why – yeah something like w- why it fits so well something like that mm-hmm.
1: but we don't want to say for sure because in yep. every episode i promise i'm going to read landscape with the blur of conquerors and it's been over a year and i don't so we don't want to keep making empty promises like i've been making empty promises to diana <laughs> she's still oh. my friend she's still my friend i think I'm i surprised. hope i don't know <laughs> yes but we're so happy that um we have you guys and we do yeah, feel like we talk you. with friends and we have not looked at the email. It's out there. I know you guys are sending them. Um, I'm we're, be- I, we're behind on the updating the the master list as well. My hope is that by the next episode we will get up to date with both of those things. Um, but keep writing even if it's going to take us a little while to answer we promise you that when we get your emails i send them to diana and we get so giddy or she sends them to me and we get so giddy and we get so excited and we remember we have friends all over the world who Mm -hmm. love this just as much as us
0: Mm -hmm. which is lovely. lovely and um georgie i wish you a wonderful trip
1: to asia Oh? Well, parts of Asia I don't want to generalize but I'm gonna go to South Korea and Taiwan and Japan and I'm so oh so goodness. excited that's amazing and apparently and- I'm working somewhere in between as well but that's that's a, that's someone else's problem not the Germani <laughs> podcast
0: <laughs> yes and I wish myself luck with my phd
1: Yes. So Diana, so what the the reason why we can't do stuff is because I'm doing very hedonistic things, which is I'm traveling and eating things and Diana's doing things to better herself and her mind and the lives of others (laughs) by working on her PhD because she's so freaking smart. I can't even. Uh. Thank you, Georgie. Well, we'll see about that.
0: All right, everyone. Thank you very, very much for listening. We love you very, very much. Um, If you have recommendations and thoughts. About
1: any of the tropes we talked about or anything like that, yes. Please let us know.
0: Bye-bye, Georgie. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye, Diana. Bye, everyone.